who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, we invite you to Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your Far From Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. Today we're looking at Epcot, my favorite park. We'll be covering some planning tips, reviews, current events, coping strategies, and even a little history while we're at it. So first, planning tips. Brian, what do you got for hitting those Disney festivals at Epcot? Yeah, so these festivals have a lot of food, and we're going to need to spend a lot of money on this food. So the best thing for you to do is get a gift card. They have special gift cards you can pick up. We got one that had a little wristband that and it hung right off your wrist. Mm. So you're able to go and just walk up and be like, yeah, I want two of this, three of that swipe the gift card you know you got to think about what you're doing when you only have so much money on that gift card Mm -hmm. but when it's gone it's gone uh do the gift cards uh work the same way as uh magic bands where it's got rfid or is it still a swipe it's still a swipe okay actually uh, i don't remember i think it is a swipe yeah, because uh, that's that's pretty cool that it, it can it can almost be like because people always pay for stuff with magic bands and so it's almost as if again you don't have to pull out your credit card to pay for this stuff and that's a lot safer because that way you're not you've got your set amount of money that you're going to be spending at Disney you don't have to dig into all this other stuff. Yeah, the uh, the gift card was really good for us. Uh, we. You know, I had my kids along and I had to worry about how much we're going to be spending on the food. And we still had our own, you know, food budget from outside of using food, the festival food. Mm -hmm. So to be able to split that apart and know that I'm okay on this end, I'm okay on that end. And you don't have to think about it and just have a good time. So yeah, definitely go for gift cards. Uh, and you know what's really cool is some of these gift cards now they'll add like little souvenirs as part of it. So like the flower, flower and garden one, they had a seed packet that was like mm. a little card hanging right next to the gift card, so you could pull that off when you got home and plant it and grow. A cool. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah, I um, I have never been to one of these festivals, and I I, I feel terrible. Um, I think, I think I've been, I was, I kind of like hit the middle, uh, of, uh, I think it was the art festival and flower and garden. Um, but every single time I've gone, it's either been in the summer or most recently I went, uh, right before Thanksgiving. I was actually there on Thanksgiving. Uh, so I've just never, never really been able to go and give it my all at, at any of these festivals. Uh, which is kind of sad because because it seems like people really enjoy them and it's really cool to see all of these new booths come out with all of these new uh, food treats that that people love. Um, so yeah, I I that's definitely on my bucket list of things that I want to be able to do is, and I feel like 
it's one of those things that that Disney's kind of put together to spice things up because Disney still has a big cult following of uh, annual pass holders. And uh, that's definitely one big thing that annual pass holders like to do is hit up these festivals because it's something new happening at Epcot for these people who go so often. Right. And, you know, if I could give you another tip, we've tried to do it as our full day of Epcot uh, on our last trip, we spent a little bit of time in Future World to hit some of those favorite rides that we enjoy, mm-hmm. but then spend as much time on the festival as we could. And we had our kids in tow, and it got to be really tough to get to all of the spots that we wanted to try food and still enjoy visiting all the countries that World Showcase presents to you. Mm-hmm. So it may, I haven't had the opportunity to do it, but it may actually be better if you can go. I've seen a lot of couples will go for the evening and just kind of walk around the showcase, try the different foods. That's their dinner. That's their date night, whatever. So it might work better to do something like that instead of trying to fit it in as a whole day. Mm-hmm. I know they do offer a after four pass, mm-hmm. annual pass, I believe. So there's, you know, a lot of people are just looking to do that too. We just yeah. get enjoy some food and get out. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I've always thought um, is that if I, if I was to go to one of these festivals, I would want to dedicate my entire day to that festival, uh, especially with all these food booths because that's i mean i'm a i'm a foodie 100 percent. i love sitting down and trying to figure out where i'm going to eat everywhere at, at every single park uh all the way down to like lunch one place dinner one place um i'm sure you're 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 the same brian but um yeah it's i've i've never been able to do that and i feel like i would want to to spend my whole day dedicated to that that those festivals so yeah well and i think we're going to be a little festival heavy on this podcast but (laughs) uh it's a big thing that's going on with epcot right now it's kind of what's drawing people in with all the construction going on so it's hard to ignore it um oh yeah you know getting into our reviewing section uh we recently were there for the flower and garden festival as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And so we got to try a few different things. I don't remember everything right off the top of my head, but a couple of things that stand out was I've heard from many people about the frushi, and this is a fruit sushi. <laughs> um, and it, it was, it was interesting. It's, it's rice and it's more of a sweet, not a savory type of flavor. It's got fruit in it instead of fish. I didn't care for it. And it was mostly Mm. the rice that did it for me. It was Mm. too odd of a combination for me. But many people just love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one thing we had to go back and get seconds of was the Violet Lemonade. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this or had this. Oh, yes. I've I've definitely heard of the Violet Lemonade. It's amazing. Uh, It's a frozen purple drink 
they do I they may serve it with like a rum. We did not get it that way. We got it just straight up violet mm-hmm. lemonade. Uh it was we bought two of them right away, passed it around within the family to to give tastes. Uh it was hard for me to get a second taste of it because it was going so it was going so fast from mm-hmm. with everyone else. So yeah, we had to make a second trip back to get more of it. So nice. that's yeah. that's really good stuff. Yeah, and and that's kind of what these festivals are, festivals are all about. Uh, everything is is not necessarily bite size, but they're not meal size. So you're able to kind of like go through and pick out. You you can you could literally have one of every not everything, but one little bite at each each area. And you would that that would be your entire meal, basically a little bit more than a meal, but um, that the, you could totally use that as as your dinner. One of the one of the things one of the themes of this podcast is coping, and since I've never actually been able to be at one of these festivals, I I do a lot of watching uh, people online go to these festivals people who do vlogs of these festivals it's actually very cool to to watch them and pe- people will do reviews kind of the same thing we're talking about here where they'll go through and they'll try everything and and let you know what it tastes like um and that's kind of why i've heard of uh violet lemonade um and the frushi and stuff like that because i've i've watched these people online go to these festivals and it just, it honestly makes me want to want to go more just seeing these people enjoy all of this amazing food at these festivals just looks great. Um, so that's another, uh, we're not even there yet. We're not even to our, our coping section, but um, that's one big thing for me is kind of watching these vlogs and watching people. It's, it's like watching something that you'd want to do and that you want to do when you get to the parks and that's yeah and the festivals aren't all food they do have mm-hmm. other components to it flower and garden has the topiaries they have a uh, a bee i can't remember the i can't remember the bee's name um spike spike the bee they have, <laughs> they have a little high uh they have a scavenger hunt for spike the bee out there so in every country there's going to be a bee hidden Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a it's a big bee. It's easy to find. They just have it <laughs> hidden in different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do many different things on gardening. They do many different things on how to bring birds and and butterflies in. They have a butterfly garden. Uh, so it there is more to it. You got to remember, Epcot is all about learning. So they're finding ways. <laughs> For you to learn or edutainment as they like edutainment to call it. yes <laughs> cool so uh going along with that uh some current events for you guys we're going to talk about the current festival and the addition of the new old spires at the entrance of, of epcot yeah they're redoing the entrance to epcot and so if you go in that way right now it's mostly construction walls but recently they were able to get the spires that are part of the waterfall or water fountain display Mm -hmm. that's going to be in the entrance they got them put back up now (laughs) and they look amazing and one of the imagineers put out video showing them putting them back up and a lot of the vloggers that have been there to see it 
just talk about how beautiful they look. So I'm very excited to go see those. And I'm very excited to see all the work when it's done. Oh, definitely. And it, it looks so cool. It's, and it's totally on point with what Epcot is and like that kind of like feeling of, of the park, uh, the futuristic feeling and everything. Uh, and I, lo- I loved, and I think it's, it's still the Epcot logo. Um, it's all of those, those different circles all put together. Uh, that logo is like right in the middle of those spires and it's so cool. It's uh, I have many ideas of Disney tattoos. That's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just, I love that logo. That logo is so cool. And these, these spires look so, it's like so, so perfectly futuristic. So next, while we're at it, we'll hit a little bit of history. Brian, our resident history buff, has a little bit of history for you guys. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm sure a lot of you listeners have a lot of knowledge on, on what has happened throughout history for Disney. Uh, but I wanted to hit up what's going on with Epcot. Um, you know, when Walt first designed Epcot and brought Epcot up to the world, he said it was going to be the experimental prototype city of tomorrow. And he wanted to tackle the subject of urban planning. He was going to be that ultimate urban planner he was going to bring together as many companies and all of their cutting edge innovations into that city immediately. He wanted to have monorails. He wanted to have the people mover or Tomorrowland transit authority. He wanted to have all of that incorporated into Epcot. The one thing that he really wanted to do was you would only be able to live there for nine months and then you would have to move on. And that's where the company got tripped up after he passed away. And I always, I have always said this, had he lived, I would have loved to have seen what he was going to do with it. Because the one thing about Walt Disney was that he didn't take no for an answer. No matter how big his idea was, he was going to do it and he was going to get it done correctly and in an amazing way. You think back to Snow White, that was Walt's folly. He made, he made enough money to be able to move the studio and continue moving on. I really think he would have gotten the citizenship piece figured out. So, you know, all of that being kind of the groundwork for Epcot after he passed and they started finally tackling the idea of what are we going to do with Epcot? How are we going to build this? It really has become a city, but Walt Disney world itself has become the city, not just the park. The park is where the innovation has come in. And I think if we look at future world, a lot of that has eroded and that's why we're seeing so much construction now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And, and there's so much in there that you said that I agree with so well and so much. And it's just nail head, like some of the things that you said about Walt and just not taking no for an answer and just persevering and just getting his ideas, getting his ideas built and have them come to fruition. Um, 
he just he was an innovator and that's totally true about the disney world itself just the the way everything is put together and the way uh the urban planning of disney world is just amazing yeah they really went all out with and kind of out of necessity as well they really Mm -hmm. had to pull together the system that they have and that's kind of where i look to when people talk about epcot it's Mm -hmm. more the broader disney world not just the park uh but man i wish he could have completed it because i would have loved to have seen what it would have been oh definitely so uh there's there's one thing i do want to bring up um and that's the debate whether or not it's ex- experimental prototype city of tomorrow or experimental prototype community of tomorrow. I've heard, I've heard it two different ways. So I recently saw his video uh, from the Disneyland TV series when he first brings it up. And I always have said community. But recently, I saw the original video, and he says "city." Mm. Very so cool. Yeah, may, I've he may have changed it along the way, but that original mm-hmm. recording was him saying "city." Yeah, yeah, I've I've definitely heard it both ways, and so I I've just uh, I think "community" was the one that that I always thought was like the original way, but I've I've definitely heard it both ways. Um. So that's that's cool. That's a cool little little knowledge nugget. And if you want to see the original, or at least part of the original model for Epcot, take a ride on the People Mover when it's up and running again, and you'll be able to see it along the way. Oh, yeah. Love that People Mover. So moving on to our next section, coping. Uh, a lot of Epcot is food, and something that... I enjoy doing, and I'm sure Brian, you enjoy doing too, is actually replicating Disney food at home. Um, I've I've done a few things. I I do more of the the Star Wars Land stuff. So I've done a Ronto wrap before, and I've done cheeseburger pots before. Uh, but Brian, you've come across these recipes that Disney has been posting online. Do you want to talk about those? Yeah, ever since they had to close for this pandemic, they have been putting a lot of content out, but they were putting a lot of recipes out, like actual recipes from their restaurants. Uh, So they put out a Mickey pretzel, and what floored everybody was that the main ingredient is store-bought pizza dough. (laughs) And so we had to go out and, and buy the ingredients and figure out how we do this, so... It did. It tasted great. The problem is I got to find that cheese. The cheese dip is what does it that they sell there. And it's, you know, coincidentally, it comes from Green Bay, right where I'm <laughs> living. Of course. Uh, I, and I know the company that sells it. I have to figure out how to get it because they're a wholesaler. They're not a retailer. Mm, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that cheese that is, you know, that's what I need now because the pretzel tasted like the pretzel. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cooking at home started with Mickey waffles. I had to try to make Mickey waffles for the family, and we actually have them quite a bit. Um, my recipe has been tweaked here and there to try to get closer to how they do it. I started. There was a guy that had 
like every recipe. And I don't know if he had been a chef with Disney at one time, but he had every recipe out on his website. So I started using his recipe first. And for Mickey waffles, the big thing you need is you need to get carbon's golden malted waffle flour mix. Mm. That's the same stuff they use in the hotels. If you have a continental breakfast, that's what they use. But Disney's doctoring it somehow. It's just not the <laughs> same, you know, like off the package thing. Mm-hmm. So I've been messing around with that, trying to get to the right thing. And they've they've just recently, for the 90th of Mickey, they put out a waffle iron that makes them the perfect mini size waffles mm. that you get in the in Walt Disney World. So yeah, so that has been my kind of my labor of love when it comes to eating at home. But yeah, they've got I've got a whole folder in my cloud that has all of <laughs> these recipes they put out. You know, some of them are churl bites, the kitchen sink from mm-hmm. Beaches and Cream. If you really wanted to put all of that together, you can now do that. <laughs> uh, the one that I really have wanted to try that I haven't had the chance to do yet is La Cellier's uh, Canadian cheddar cheese soup. Mm, yeah. And it, looking at the recipe, it looks like you make quite a large vat of soup. So <laughs> that's why I haven't done it yet. But Yeah, and I... I have wanted to I actually have a smoker I have a, I have a grill that has a smoker in it and I've been really trying to find places that actually sell turkey legs so that I can make some s- Disney smoked turkey legs because that would be amazing I love those I have a I have a buddy who went to Disney and his the thing he couldn't stop talking about was the turkey leg and the fact that he was able to ride Dumbo with his turkey leg in his hand, eating his turkey <laughs> leg on Dumbo. He just loved it. Um, so t- a turkey leg is definitely another thing that I, that I want to make. When I made uh, my cheeseburger pods and my Ronto wrap, first of all, cheeseburger pods, so good. Oh my God. And I've heard before people say that they taste like McDonald's cheeseburgers can confirm tastes like mcdonald's cheeseburgers it's so i actually i i kind of figured out why uh and it's actually the the mustard in there with the meat Uh, i don't know why that's what what does it for me but that's kind of what makes it taste like like those those uh cheeseburgers from mcdonald's um but it's it's really hard to get to make those bao buns i i've actually made um cheeseburger pods twice uh, and the meat and the innards and everything tasted exactly like the uh, cheeseburger pod, but those bao buns are so so difficult to make. <laughs> and so you got to steam them, and and you first of all you have to make the dough correctly. And I so I'm not a good bread maker. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> bread. But yeah, it's it's so cool to kind of like go online and and there's videos everywhere of of people making them i think the one we talk about them all the time and it's kind of coming back uh tim tracker did one uh and that was kind of the video that i that i followed on how how to make them and it's super close and then the ronto wrap was that one's kind of difficult because you have to make uh pork and um you also need like like i think when i 
when I watched it, it was like pork and a hot dog and stuff like that. So it's kind of like things that were close to a Ronto wrap, but wasn't really a Ronto wrap. But that's, I mean, if you can, if you can make it and you can feel like you're at Disney, go for it because that's, that's what we want. And that's kind of what I was going for. So I was able to make cheeseburger pods and Ronto wraps. And I felt like I was at Pandora and I was at Star Wars land and it was great. It was, it was a fun time. <laughs> yeah. That food at the uh, Satuli canteen is, is really good. And you kept talking about those cheeseburger pods. And I'm going, I know I tasted it. I know I tasted it, but I had one of the, my wife and I split one of those build your own bowls there. And mm, it was like, yeah. Oh my God, but those are good too. So, uh, yeah, you know, making food at home has been one of the ways that we really, as a family, been coping because we can work together with it um one other thing that i that i did was we i we got up one morning and instead of just making the regular mickey waffles like i'll do i started i got the regular waffle iron out and i made big waffles and i filled it with nutella and Mm. blueberries (laughs) and strawberries because we had them all we just had everything we needed and I made that instead. Those Nutella, I don't know if anyone's had those waffle sandwiches from Sleepy Hollow, but I did a pretty darn Oof. good job of that. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a meal one day and and nice surprise for everyone because we really like going to get those there. Mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow. I've only ever honestly made one one or two big Disney meals. I have aspires to to make an entire disney uh like a bunch of courses for a, like i i aspire to make a like a nine course disney meal one day with the gray stuff and and everything uh but it's that's that's on the bucket list and i'll i'll have to do that soon and, and let you know how it goes it's interesting you say that nine course it makes me kind of think of victorian alberts and <laughs> they just released the Victorian Alberts cheesecake recipe, and I, oh. of course, put it into my folder for later. Mm-hmm. But I looked at my wife and I told her, I said, "They just released this, and I know that if I make it, it's going to taste just like it would at Victorian Alberts." <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Which I know it won't, but <laughs> I can pretend like it does. I've never yeah. been there, so I wouldn't know the difference. Well, we kind of we kind of found a pretty decent theme with this episode, food. We like to talk about food. <laughs> and and honestly, that's kind of bringing it all together with coping. Um I love watching dining reviews. I love watching videos of people talking about how to make uh make this Disney food. Uh, and it's just a good way of coping and it's a good way of, of not only feeling like you're there, but also making plans for what, what food you want to be eating at the parks and what different restaurants you want to go to. Uh, and what's, what's getting you excited about, about going back to, back to Disney. So I hope you enjoyed our trip around Epcot. Remember to get that gift card when perusing a festival. Our discussion of Flower and Garden was not a complete review, so we encourage you to get out to a festival and try something new. Also, be sure to check out those new spires on your way in. 
We'd love to have you join us on Facebook and let us know what you've been making at home. Even some pictures in the comments would be great. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com with any thoughts and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it. Mm-hmm.